and welcome to IG's Trading in the Markets. I'm very pleased to welcome back a guest of ours, Crane Chair CIO Brendan Ahern, who is in San Francisco uh, for that summit uh, between Xi uh, and also uh, US President uh, Biden. Joins me now to discuss the outcome so far of those uh, talks. What's the mood on the ground, Brendan, as you're, you're there and listening in to all the talks? Yeah, it's largely constructive, Angelina. You know, thank you for the opportunity to connect. But it is it is positive that the two sides, two most um, important countries, both economically, militarily, are communicating and meeting with one another, which is um, is a start. It's something that hasn't hasn't occurred in uh, I think it's been six years since President Xi visited here in the United States. It's been a year since uh, Biden and Xi met. So, so communication and dialogue it's it's a good thing. It's uh, it's a start. It's it's positive. Uh, now, uh, he was quoted, this is uh, Biden, was quoted in uh, several reports saying that um, he said, well, look, uh, she is, uh, he said, she's a dictator in the sense that he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country. Now, these comments uh, seemingly appear to be um, uh, leading to some Chinese listed or sorry, US listed shares uh, of Chinese uh, companies like Xpeng and JD.com and Pintuoshuo to indicate lower ahead of the open. Uh, what do you make of these comments? I think the comments, I mean, largely speaking, the Biden press conference was very positive. It spoke about uh, the further communication between the two militaries, uh, which is obviously a very good thing, you know, prevents a potential mishap escalating into something far worse, as well as an agreement on uh, fentanyl uh, that China will reinstate uh, talks that they've had in the past with the U.S. on stopping the um, export of chemicals in the production of, of F, uh, fentanyl. So, so largely, you know, the press conference was very positive. You know, at the very end in the Q&A, the unscripted element of the press conference, a reporter pretty much baited Biden into this comment, which it's it's almost a shame that it's it's garnering as as much attention uh, because he didn't he didn't explicitly call Xi a dictator. I mean, he kind of you know implied that, but but overall, I think it's a shame that this one comment is garnering so many attentions when you largely say that. Uh, the positives in terms of fentanyl as well as military communication are, are very, very positive. Uh, would you say the uh, resumption of the military communications uh, is actually a positive for, say, defence stocks in the coming six months? Yeah, we've seen, you know, we've seen the U.S. military defence industry perform quite well. I think I think stepping back, you know, looking at the U.S. government budget and uh, several, fr you know, about three Fridays ago, they released the Q3 budget. You'll notice that interest payments on U.S. debt is becoming an increasingly large line item. Um, and I think that that that's going to be potentially problematic for the defense industry as well as other uh, discretionary areas within the budget, such as education and healthcare. We know U.S. politicians won't touch the third rail of U.S. politics, which are Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. So, so something has to give, um, and it's it's potentially broader healthcare spending, housing, education, or defense. So, I think there is a little bit of a problem for defense stocks uh, looking out. You know, despite the current crises in both U Ukraine and Middle East, uh, which makes them a beneficiary. What's also interesting is um, we have yet to hear anything 
concrete about the uh, export uh, curbs. In fact, the only thing that I've seen so far is uh, China's Alibaba saying that it'll scrap the spin-off of its cloud unit uh, in response to export curbs by the U.S. on chips used in uh, AI applications. Uh, could we see this uh, ripple through the rest of the industry and see other companies doing the same as well? It's interesting because yesterday we had Tencent report their Q3 financial results where they had said they had stockpiled, you know, several generations worth of, of semiconductor chips in advance of U.S. export controls. I think, you know, from meeting with some experts here um, in San Francisco around the APAC meetings, you know, there's a little confusion on uh, exactly what is the intent of U.S. government policy. They've articulated this small yard with a high fence, but what does it really mean? It's it's hard for corporations to navigate um, really the lack of transparency on what are the exact rules of the road. Um, it seems to be a little bit of policy being dictated um, as they go along. And I think, you know, ultimately for companies, you know, we're all willing to abide by the rules, of course. We just need to know what those rules are. And we're in a little bit of a, of a gray area around what, what exactly do they mean by some of these semiconductor exports? It's interesting, U.S. semiconductor companies, many of which are largely dependent upon China for revenue, such as Qualcomm, you know, really haven't moved on, on some of this news, which is, which is interesting. Now, what's also interesting is that... Um many companies that were waiting on China's economic recovery, which has been quite uneven, um, have been somewhat disappointed. Was there any mood music surrounding uh, any pressure or uh, you know, requests? Uh, I don't know what the graceful way of saying this, but from you know, the US and other uh, participating speakers there to kind of get the Chinese to, to, to start reopening in a big way? Yeah, I think, you know, from the Biden press conference, it was clear that, you know, the U.S. and China are competitors, but not necessarily adversaries. They're not necessarily going to go to the prom with one another, but they got to figure out how to get along with one another. We can contrast that with President Xi's dinner that he hosted for U.S. corporate executives, including Tim Cook, Elon Musk and others, where he clearly stated that China is open for business, that, that they want to make sure foreign investors, foreign corporations recognize that China is a big opportunity from a business perspective and they're willing to work with foreign foreign businesses to operate in China.